0: Welcome to the Burning Hearts Church podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us this week. On this week's episode, Pastor Jana continues our Kingdom Culture series as she shares on pursuing God's presence. We're going to stick with our core values because it kind of goes with what God's doing right now in this season. The next one is pursuing God's presence. They call it um, focused on His presence. And um, in our... Our church calls it Pursue God's Presence. And I thought, as this season, I know probably most churches are talking about fear (laughs) and silencing fear. And the best way to silence fear is to focus on him (laughs) and in his presence and what Jesus is doing in a situation. So today, we're going to talk about his perfect love that drives out all fear. But my goal today is that in our lives, so much of the time we focus in on ourselves I want us to think through how much we think about ourselves versus Jesus. That's what I really desire for us today because if we were truly focused on the presence, there'd be less thinking about us and our cares and so much more thinking about him and what he's doing around us and what his thoughts are and what his prayers are. I just desire for us to shift that in our whole being that we could say, yeah, I really truly want to walk with Jesus like Enoch did. He walked with God. You know, he was ever aware of his presence. And I desire that for myself and for each one of, this, each one of us. So this morning as I was coming in, we come in at around seven and <clears throat> band is already going. And I was in my office and I pull up my notes because I got to remember what verses I'm going to share today and things like that. And um, as I did, my notes were fully lost <laughs> and I was like, uh, instantly like panic. I really like my notes. I was telling for service, I really am attached to my notes. I like them and I like verses and I just have this thing. I like to study and it's my thing. And I just instantly like almost a panic and I thought, isn't that interesting? I'm teaching on fear today. I lose this and my initial reaction is like, I don't have my notes. Why didn't I print them? You know, I was just flipped out. So I'm looking, who knew, my computer has three clouds. I thought there was just a cloud, but I have multiple clouds anyway. So I'm looking in all my clouds. I learned a lot today. And I'm looking in how I know how to search. And if anyone knows me, you know, I don't know how to search that much. So I was doing my best. So when all this fails in prayer and searching, I'm like, Caleb, come and rescue me. And after much searching, Caleb found the notes. But (laughs) thank you, Caleb. But it's that initial response that bothered me. I'm like, I am teaching on fear, and my initial was almost a panic. And I thought, seriously, over notes? Have I learned anything yet? And I thought, I don't think I have. I'm not worried about coronavirus, but obviously I'm worried about notes. And I thought, this is crazy. So we're gonna go through some scriptures, and hopefully you all take it to heart better and God works in your lives and in mine, again. So, perfect love drives out all fear. In 1 John 4, we sang this today. His perfect love drives out all fear. There is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out all fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We want to step into that perfect love of Christ. When you ask Christ into your life and into your heart, he came in. That perfect love is the answer to so many of our fears and problems. Just stepping into that and being aware of his presence. We're going to look at... When we invite him in, we're asking him to do the impossible in our areas of fear. So I want you to think about today just any trigger you might have. Obviously, notes is a trigger to me, which who knew? I didn't know. But it was a trigger to me, and I thought, God, why does this bother me so much, you know? And so I want us, if you this week are finding yourself, all of a sudden you heard something on the news, like Ted said, or you stepped into something, you're like, oh my word, all of a sudden I am away from him, and I'm stepping into flesh, or anxiety, or worry, or fears, or anything that is not of God, I want us to become fully aware that God of the impossible is there, and that we invite him into that circumstance, that we are so aware of him and his presence that quickly we can say, Jesus, this isn't of you. I want your presence in this place right now, so, I desire for us to step into that. In Philippians 4, it says, The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It transcends all understanding. You know, when I went to Target yesterday, there were whole aisles of stuff empty. And I was like, this is real. People are worried about things. (laughs) They're really concerned. I was shocked. I mean, I just hadn't been out to stores. I had been working a lot this week, and I hadn't been out, and it was empty. And I thought, this is real. We are living in a time where you walking in, your heart and your mind in peace is totally opposite of what the world is in. You're walking in the opposite spirit of this world, It transcends all understanding. It does. The peace of God transcends all understanding. You know, we all have friends who are stressing out about stuff right now. You have a solution for them. You carry his peace and his presence. We can step into being the bride of Christ, the solution for what's going on in this crazy world right now. James 4.8 says, come near to God and he will come near to you. The next verse is really important. Wash your hands, you sinners. (laughs) Just kidding. For 20 seconds with soap and water. Anyway. My dad called me this week and he said, Jaina, do you know that to wash your hand 20 seconds, it takes 20 seconds, and don't touch your face, to um, say the Lord's Prayer. And so I'm in the bathroom before worship and I'm like, our Father who art in heaven. I'm like, yeah, it does work. So if you know the Lord's Prayer, if you grew up in a... Denomination that you said the Lord's Prayer a lot, it works. It's 20 seconds. Anyway, gets your focus on Jesus too. On earth as it is in heaven. I was like, on earth as it is in heaven. I was washing my hands. I was like, amen. Anyway, bunny trails, I know. Holy Spirit um, desires to lead us into um, his presence. So our, our lifestyle is focused on him and not on what's around us, right? That we're, we think about what we're thinking about, I think about today, what you're thinking about. Am I thinking about him, or am I thinking about these cares of this world? When we pursue his presence, we're so much more in tune to stop in the grocery store and pray with someone. I was sharing a testimony, I was in Hornbacher's, and the Lord kept telling me to pray for someone, I was like, oh, here we go again. (laughs) And I was like, okay, okay. And so I prayed with them, and you know, when you start praying, I don't know about you, when you pray with people, just random, and they don't really know you, but they're they're open to it, and they kind of confess their sins, and I'm like, okay, I didn't need to know that. Oh, I haven't been to church in so long, and I'm a Christian. I'm like, that's awesome, but I'm like, I don't need to have your confessions anyway. She went into this confessions, and then I prayed with her, and it was a beautiful moment, but I thought, Lord, if I would have just, I could have missed that as much as I could have caught it, you know? I just stopped, I had like five minutes and you know, you have your long list and you're running through Hornbachers to get it and I just thought, I'm supposed to pray with this person. And I thought, thank you Jesus because in my own abilities, I don't think I would have stopped. I think I would have just kept running. So as we focus ourselves off of us and into that awareness of his presence, he's gonna have us do things that are gonna change people's lives. You know, people confessing their sin in grocery stores and rededicating their lives and things like that. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, it's fix your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary or lose heart. It's an interesting verse. It talks about us fixing our eyes on Jesus who endured the cross so that we would not What? Grow weary or lose heart. You know, many people grow weary. They lose that tenacity of going after things. I prayed it for once. I prayed it for a hundred times. I can't keep praying for this again and again. There's this piece of that tenacity that we keep going after it, that we know we're gonna see the goodness of God in the land of the living, and we're not gonna give up. He even says in here, fix your eyes in Jesus so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. I just pray that over us, that we would not grow weary and lose heart. If you're in a place where you're like, I am exhausted, I got nothing else to give, take this week and just spend time renewing in him, just sitting at Jesus' feet. At the end, we're gonna go through Psalm 91. Spend time just sitting in Psalm 91 and let him refresh you and renew you and rebuild you. It's okay, we don't always have to be running 100 miles ahead. We can sit and just be. He said, be still and know that I am God. There's a place where we're just still before him and knowing his presence and going, you are God. It puts everything into perspective. It puts the craziness of our news. I have to turn it off. I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. If I hear another quote about Corona, I'll go crazy. So I'm just like, we just need to sit and just be still And take back that space and go, God, I want you to have it. I want you to fill this place. So do not worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough worries of its own, right? In Matthew 6, he says, The Father knows what you need. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Let's not worry about tomorrow. Let's give it all to him. <clears throat> in this season, I know we need to be, take precautions and do what we're supposed to do and be prepared and all of that. I, we are trying to be wise and do everything like we're supposed to do because I do not want to say coronavirus started in burning hearts so <laughs> and spread to Fargo. So I'm doing everything I know to do, praying and being as logical as I can. But there's also this piece of don't let fear you're not the one that's gonna pass on fear. Like stop fear in its tracks. When someone comes to you with a report, did you read this, did you hear this, ah, stop it in its tracks and just say, you know what? I did, but he's greater. We'll be as wise as we can. We'll be as wise as a serpent, as innocent as a dove. We're gonna be super smart about this, but we are not gonna perpetuate the fear. I don't want us to be keepers and like encouragers of fear. We gotta stop that thing right where it's and not give it legs. There's no legs to that message. In John 14, 27, it says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So his peace is what we're after, that very presence of Jesus. In his presence, I want us to think about one thing. I was preparing for this, and I was thinking about, God, your presence is with us all the time. But you know, scripturally, his presence is everywhere, right? It's in all places, on the saved and unsaved, on the just and unjust. In Numbers 14, 21, it says, the glory of the Lord fills the whole earth, not just a portion of it. In Habakkuk 2, 14, it says, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. The earth is filled with it. Psalm 139, verse seven through 12. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. He's everywhere. He's in all places. He's with you. He's for you. I loved when Pastor Chris started singing, he's for us. He's for us. Some, somebody needed to hear that. Some of you might think he's this angry God that's against you. He's not. He's for you. He has purposes and plans for your life. so what do we do when we have that fear come in we silence it you take authority over it you say no more you recognize it and then you invite his presence i was thinking of this morning as i was preparing and i lost those notes and the fear was there i was like god just come in whatever area of presence i need i need your presence whatever doubt i had i need your presence you know what? If I don't have notes, then I'll just open the Word and we're just going to find something to talk about, right? <clears throat> but it's his presence that changes everything. It's his presence that can heal us. It's his presence that will set you free. When Jesus comes in, everything changes. When I was recently out in Reading three or four weeks ago, I can't remember, um, <clears throat> Chris Valentin was speaking on a 40-day fast from fear, which I thought was super prophetic for When you think about it, it was that many weeks ahead of where we're at right now today. And he said, let's do a 40 days detox on fear. And he said, eat chocolate every time you're fearful. Like, I was like, oh, I can buy into this fast. I'm in. So I kept listening, let's just say. And he said, you know, let's detox from fear. And every time there's fear, he said eat chocolate. He was joking, but obviously... Like it's it into, and you know what, just saying that makes it funny because you know what, in the last three weeks whenever I've had fear, oh, I should eat chocolate and just like disarms fear, like in a joking way. It's like, I didn't go eat chocolate, but it disarmed the fear, right? Because it was so funny. <clears throat> and uh, if you go at com, you can find it. He has like kind of some guidelines in the fear fast, And I thought, I'm gonna read this for our church. Let's go into a fear fast. Let's go after the presence. When I fast, it's for intimacy with Jesus. So if we're fasting, fear is to grow after his presence and for intimacy with Jesus. And remember, number one, remember fear is a liar. Amen. Number two, get a new perspective. The Holy Spirit is ready and able to give you a new vantage point that will open your mind up to what's true and what's possible. This is a way to revive hope That fear has tried to rob you of. It's time to revive hope. Remembering that God of the impossible is on your side. Number three, be intentional with where you place your faith. Make a conscious choice to trust your future to Jesus. Remind yourself of the spirit in which he's given you. What's that in 2 Timothy? He didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Let's say it together. God, you did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound mind. Amen. That's what he gave us. Testify. Recall and share the testimonies of God's work in your life. Just remembering his goodness, remembering who he is and his faithfulness will increase our faith, will increase your hope, will begin to stir things within you. Prophesy. Recall and speak aloud what God says about your future. This will silence any spirit that is speaking untruth over you. That prescription Ted gave is the same thing. The word is truth, and it's alive and it's active. When you get your scriptures that you're going to hold on to this week, it's live and active. It's going to silence the enemy's lies, and you're going to meditate on who he is and who God is. He is God of the impossible. And meditate on Psalm 91. So I want us to all, if you have your Bibles or your phones or however you do this, let's meditate on Psalm 91. Let's look at this. I know in our scripture reading, we're, you know, in Psalm 45, but you can bump ahead this week. I give you an okay to skip those for now because you'll go back to them. We keep reading the Psalms through the year. So you'll get them again. I just really challenge you. Thank you for doing that. Do you know we have over 150 people reading through the Bible this year? Woo, burning hearts. Way to go. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. you. I'm like I have the best church on the planet, on the planet. All right, Psalm 91, I just I challenge us to just meditate on this this week, every day, cuz this Psalm 91 is truly the opposite spirit of what's happening in our world today. This is going to take you into places with the Father that are gonna come against what the enemy's trying to do to rob, steal, kill, and destroy in our nation. Psalm 91, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Whoever dwells in the shelter, I want you to know the shelter is that dwelling place of trust or a retreat. He talks about it, not just a protective place, but it's a place where you go and get refreshed and restored. So when you look at that word in Hebrew, it has so much more meaning. It's not just a physical place. It's also this place place of refreshing in him, that renewal of your relationship with God. When you dwell in the shelter of the Most High, we will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. The Almighty, that word is all-sufficient God. He's eternally capable of being all that his people needs. He's all in all for you. He's the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day. How many of you at night wake up with worry? I know in first service, a lot of people raise their hand. It's a thing. You know, it says in Psalms that, do not let your soul be your counsel in the night. Like our soul and our thinking and our fears that come up, that should not be what counsels us in the night hours. It should be in the night hours when we wake up and we start having those thoughts, overcome it with inviting his presence into that place. Remember that scriptures you're holding on to. Remember Psalm 91 and begin to hold on to it and invite him to shift the atmosphere of what you woke up in, it can change. And you have the opportunity to do that. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the snake. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. When you go through this week, I'd like you to put your name in there. Like step into it and say, because he loves Jaina, says the Lord, I will rescue Jaina. I will protect Jaina, for Jaina acknowledges my name. Jaina will call on me and I will answer her. I will be with her in trouble. I will deliver her and honor her. You guys step into this. This word is for you. He wrote this for you. This is our story. This is how we know him. This is our relationship with him. Meditate on Psalm 91 this week. It's the opposite spirit of this world. It's truly stepping into being in his presence. And what does it mean to step into that shelter of the almighty To find that refuge in him where he's renewing our strength where we're spending time with him and his perspective is how we look at things, not Fox News. We look at the world with his perspective. I wanna say, yes, do all the things they tell you to do. Wash your hands, don't, you know, whatever. Go to basketball games or whatever the whole rules are. But also, that and, we're gonna also do this. We're gonna be who he created us to be. We're going to be his kids walking without fear. We're going to be the solution for our neighbor who is stressed out about this. We're going to help them find peace because Jesus is peace and we carry that answer. So this week as we read Psalm 91, I just challenge us to just step into it as your own. That this is written to you. It's your story. Um, We have an intern coming this summer. It is Paige Didi's brother. He's going to be a third-year student at Bethel. His name is Dylan Didi. And he wrote, um, if you go to Bethel, they have offering... Declarations, And you know, we do baby declarations and baptism declarations. I wanted us as a church, we're gonna pray after this, but I want us to do these declarations. It's kind of funny, but at the end, you're gonna get the seriousness of this. And so we're gonna do his offering declarations that he wrote for this Sunday. So let's look at it, and we're gonna pray over these things. Let's say it together. As we receive today's offering, we are believing the Lord for toilet paper increased Hand sanitizer multiplied, travel bans lifted, large gatherings restored, mission funds repaid, stock markets stabilized, fear decreased, hope increased, love multiplied, hospitals emptied, grocery stores filled, perfect health zones established, and the coronavirus eradicated. Woo! Souls saved, minds renewed, believers awakened, hearts purified, churches filled, revival fires started. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all our spiritual, emotional, and physical needs, that your kingdom may be advanced on the earth. Amen. In closing, I'd just like us to stand up and we're gonna just pray together as a church over some of these things we just talked about in the scriptures. We're gonna ask the Lord to identify any fears in our lives and we're gonna ask him to just take care of it now. He's present to heal and it's not just physical healing. He's present here to set you free of any bondage that you carry. So Heavenly Father, we invite you right now, begin to move in our hearts. Lord, you know the areas of fear, those areas that we are tormented in. God, I ask that you set us free. We invite Jesus into those places. We invite the truth of your word into those places. And come, Holy Spirit, move in our lives. We invite you there. Lord, I ask if there's a root that we need to remember. I ask that you expose it and show us what it is. Where that fear got a place in our heart, I ask that you expose that and reveal it to us. And Jesus, we invite your healing over those areas, over those roots in our life. And God, I ask today that we would be aware of your presence in greater measure, that we, less thinking about us and our stuff and more thinking about you. I ask literally our eyes to shift from the inwardness so many times we go to, to up to you. What are you doing? Holy Spirit, I invite you to move in our lives this week. We give you access to our hearts. Move in our hearts, Jesus. And I pray as we read Psalm 91, that there's a relationship with you and a renewing in our lives that comes. And we would step into knowing you as the true God that protects, that shields, that renews us. You are the God of the impossible. I ask this week that we would truly think about whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, excellent and praiseworthy, that we would think about those things, those things that are excellent and praiseworthy, that you would stop us when our minds move another direction. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing and what you're about to do. You're so good. Amen. We hope this message encouraged you today. For more information about Burning Hearts Church and our mission, please head to burningheartsfargo.com. If you are in the Fargo area, we would love for you to join us at one of our Sunday services, either 9 or 1045 a.m. Have a great rest of your week.